0: Oh my God, the final episode of, what's the name of this? Oh, Closening. I can't believe it. We are here. We are finally here, people. The last episode of the season, listen, time flies, you know, when you're eating, crying, masturbating, and making a podcast. Time flies during a pandemic, doesn't it? Um. Oh, I'm so grateful For you guys for listening and for having me, even though I kind of just invited myself to this whole podcasting thing. It's just been such an awesome thing to just have something to be back in the flow, working on in the midst of all this craziness. So I'm hoping, I hope you guys are finding those little projects and things that you can do. Um, Checking in. Okay. So this week was pretty tough. I think, I don't know, there was a new moon or Mercury or something. Everyone I've talked to has had a fucking crazy week. This this week was the anniversary of my good friend, Chris Black's death, um, which I thought was, I actually got the date wrong, (laughs) which I think he would have, I can hear him giving me shit from wherever he is. Um, But I don't know if you guys are facing this. It's like, because we're in a pandemic, you know, life also happens too. So I think I thought like, well, I can't also be in quarantine. And also I, all these people are dying right now. We're in the middle of this crisis. And I have to think about the fact that my buddy died a year ago. You know, I can't do this. I can't also feel this. And you know what I did? I went down to the LA river. I listened to Mark Maron's podcast this week. And if you guys want to fucking cry, I recommend Mark Maron's podcast this week, where um, he talks about the incredible filmmaker Lynn Shelton, who was also his partner and his new love. And she died very subtly. And he gets so real about it. And it was so, um, it was like a new Mark Maron. He was like, I was like, oh, I have to start listening to him again. Um, he was just so humble, like death had really humbled him. And he was just so real and raw. So I was just totally bawling in my face mask at the LA River, just like the whole deal. And then this guy comes up to me and he starts hitting on me, starts talking to me, which I don't even know what he's hitting on because all he can see is like phlegm and hair and my, you know, my unibrow. I don't know what body language he's picking up on or what I'm putting down or whatever. So I'm like crying and he's like, Oh, are you from New York? And just fucking talking to me. And I'm like, no. And then I had to say like, no, sir, I'm on the phone, you know, just lying. And, um, or no, maybe I was on the phone, whatever. I didn't want to talk to him. Like, so then he walked away and I was so sweet. Like I was literally, I know myself when I'm like, oh my God, I was being such a bitch. I literally was like, oh my God, if you could just like, please like, thank you so much. Like, I know I had that voice. The point is let us cry in public men. You know, that's really what I miss about New York city. You cry, everyone leaves you the fuck alone. Um, but it's hard because, you know, I have this deep groove in my brain. That's like, I need to make men feel good at all costs. Like you can't piss off men or you'll die. And like, no matter how much fucking feminism I read, I, I still have that groove, like men protecting men's feelings and not being rude. And you also don't want to be rude, but it gets complicated because sometimes you do want dudes to hit on you. You know what I mean? If they're hot, so I propose that we wear color-coordinated face masks, okay? Red if you want to be left alone. Green if you want a guy to talk to you. Um, What do you think? I think this is a really shitty idea that's actually good. So let me know. DM me. Maybe we can make these, you know, closening, branded. Now that we're on our last episode, maybe we should make some merch. Let me know. Okay. Speaking of... Hot red. I don't know. Terrible segue. Lillian is a woman after my own heart. Okay, this is the this is our final guest. We're saving. Well, she's not the best. They're all the best, but Lillian. <laughs> she's awesome. She lives for her family. She moved to Dallas. She's a Southern Belle. She's a self-made, badass businesswoman, and she can't seem to figure out how to stop dating assholes. Okay. So we really get into it in this episode, Matters of the Heart. So if you've ever stared into the abyss of your phone, waiting for a text back that will never come, this episode is for you. Here's Lillian. Good morning. Is Lillian there? This is Miss Lillian talking. Hi, Lillian. This is Jesse Conweiler. Glad to meet you this way, but <laughs> I know. A nice way to meet you. Nice to meet you. I know. I wish it was over a martini or something. Oh, don't even say that to me, please. The <laughs> bottle is in the refrigerator waiting to be opened. <laughs> <laughs> what time What time are you starting to have your cocktail now? What time of day? Well, what,
1: what time is it right now? 10 o'clock in Dallas? Um, well, right now... Let me get the olives out, okay? <laughs> that could be breakfast. Three three olives, and a and a glass, and a, with a shot or two of vodka, we were in good shape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a whole day. You know what I mean? Oh, is it?
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Let's uh, not
1: worry about that small little thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, where are you right now, and how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, we have our minutes, uh, you know, uh,
1: that we're saying, damn, I wish I could get out of here. And my daughter hears me say that. And she said, no, you can't leave the house. You can't leave. You can't leave. You're old. Um, <laughs> she said, I said, well, I need bread. I need milk. Well, I'll get it for you. But you don't get the kind I want. You don't get the right kind. The other day, she brought me organic milk. No, I don't do organic. Um, but anyway. Um, why do, why don't you
0: like organic
1: I don't know. To me, it just, I opened it and I didn't like the taste. And maybe mentally, I don't like the organic. You know, let me tell you, I'm a Virgo. Virgo doesn't like a lot of change. We kind of like to stay to the same things we've done all our life. So organic is, no, I don't need organic. Uh, you know, I'll take the regular.
0: What would you say, Lillian, is your best story?
1: Um, oh, gosh. My best story is I, went, I was going with a guy for 17 years. I was married for 50 Two years after my husband died, my and I ran a big business, and two years after my husband died, my daughter said, Mom, you really need to get out. You really need to get out of the house. I said, no, I've got the office, of business. No, get out. So I went on J-Date, and, well, that was a loser. And a friend of mine said, I went out with a guy the other day. She said, I don't want to go out with him anymore. His shirt was wrinkled. Now, remember, this is all Jewish people, okay? So um I said, Well was he look and like? And there's she Jews said, well,
0: in there's Jews in Dallas. Okay. There's Jews in Texas. Oh yeah, well, yeah. No, a few. But anyway, um I said, What does he look like? And she said, Oh, I don't know. She's
1: um uh, I'll tell you where he works. You can look him up on well, you can look him on Facebook. And I looked him up and he didn't look that bad. Um, and at that time, um, it was seventeen years ago, I'm seventeen years younger than I am right now. So, um I contacted him, and it turns out he was a, a litigation um, person with an insurance company and been with the company for almost 50 years. And I thought, well, he's got stability, you know. Um, I contacted him, and he, in turn, contacted me to make a long story short. We met at Starbucks, uh, and I'd gotten there early. I left the office early to get there to Starbucks, and I'm drinking my coffee, and in he walks. And the first thing he said to me was, is that your Cadillac out there? And I said, yes, it is. And that started 17 years. He was impressed. Okay, big deal. So um, I was impressed that he was with a company that long. I thought, well, that was good. A nice man, divorced. Um, Anyway, uh, has uh, two daughters, only acknowledges one. So we went together and we had... On the 17 years, we were taking three cruises a year. Um, that was my fun thing to do, take a cruise. And in those, in the 17 years that we went together, he never paid for, the, I paid my share of everything, of the cruises. Everything was split down the thing. I never wanted a guy to say, What I did for that girl, you know what I'm saying? Boy, what I did for her. So I told him in the onset, I'm going to pay my share of everything, the limo to the airport, everything. Now did you I'm ever paying.
0: did you ever feel resentful? Because I feel like I'll do that with guys. I go, Oh no, I'm a feminist, like I want to pay. But then I'm also resentful that they didn't, you know, refuse to let me pay. There's like a teeny part of me that resents it. Um
1: no, I, I never that was that was that's me. I wanted to now when we go out to dinner. He would pick up the check but many times many many times over 17 years i picked up the check for dinner um i made dinners for him here um all the time we i was he was probably coming over here maybe two times a week to eat dinner very nice dinners and um probably nicer than i made for my husband Um uh, but anyway um a year ago a year ago I, I had an accident coming back from Florida uh, with my family. I went through the revolving door, and the revolving door hit me as I was going out and threw me to the ground, and I broke a hip. Oh no! So I kind of changed, and he changed too. And I noticed. And the last cruise we went to, which was over, um, which was over a year ago, uh, he became a little distant, and I kind of noticed that. And when I came back from um, and had the accident, he never called he wasn't calling me and my cpa told him did you know lillian had an accident and he called me and said um i heard you had an accident and i thought well, where have you been but anyway try to make this brief um he would say um well i'm having i'm in a restaurant having a, a corned beef sandwich and i said oh that sounds so good oh you want one i'll bring you one did he ever bring it to you? Because he never brought me. Do I need a corned beef sandwich? No. Did I need flowers? No. Did I need chocolates? No. So we grew really distant, and uh, and uh, I figured it was time to say goodbye to you. Goodbye. We had good. So I wrote him an email, and I said we've had a really fun ride, but goodbye. Now he lives thirty minutes from my house. I have not heard from him in over. This is Mar This is April for already. I've not heard from him um, for almost a year now since wow. the accident. Wow! So there went that down the road, and you know, there's a Jewish word for that, and begins with an S and ends with a K. I guess schmuck. And I figured, well, maybe that's me because I was foolish to do that. But we had fun. So- I give advice, but nobody wants my advice, by the way. I know nothing. <laughs> by the way, I know nothing. Um, I'm sure your mother would probably say, if she gives you advice, mother, you don't know. Um, and and I hear that. Well, they call me Meanwhile the Grand because you don't know. You don't know. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, been there, done that, you know, but. Well, we forget,
0: we forget y'all have been there and done everything. It's hard to think about like, oh, my boobies had more sex than I have. You know, you just don't (laughs) think, you don't think about that. You know, have you been through something in your life that's kind of helping you cope with what's going on right now?
1: Never been through anything like this in my life. No. Um, I think just, um, watching the TV, being on the internet, Reading about all this, knowing I'm not the only one, this is everybody. And no one just singled out Lillian to be quarantined or to go through this. Um, it's everybody's affected by this. Makes it, I guess, easier because you know, one time, sometimes if you talk to somebody, it's, oh, you know, my ankle hurts. Oh, my ankle hurts too. You know what? They share. We're all sharing what's going on right now. We're all in this
0: together. Do you think you'll be in any different specifically? Will I be any different?
1: Yeah. No, I think I'll be the same.
0: Same old Lillian.
1: Did you have to say old?
0: Same uh, young. <laughs> same young. Beautiful. <laughs> Same little-
1: I, I I think so. I think so. Um, I'm not going to be any more forgiving. Um, I, um, I can't tell you how many times that I've had to hold back from calling that idiot on the telephone and saying, why haven't you contacted me and seeing how I'm doing during this quarantine or why haven't you contacted me? Um, I can't be. I'm not being forgiving.
0: Right, so it's so so. What's coming up In is that. you're like, what the fuck, like? Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, Lillian, I have like I have three way calls. So what's his number? I'll get him on the line. Oh, that would be. Would you do that? I I swear. Okay. Get me oh at this God. fella. Get me at this fella. What do you have to lose? Are you kidding me? What would you say? I would be like, listen, dude. You were with this woman for. Seventeen. 17 yeah, you were with this woman years. for seventeen years and we're in the middle of an apocalypse and she lives ten minutes away and you didn't you can't send one text. I would just be I would well, he I would doesn't
1: answer emails. I've sent three emails to him in this time, in this time frame, and said, Hey, you know, whatever, whatever. Um never get, that was a thing of his when I would ever even when things were okay. I would send an email. I never got your email. Now you know when you send an email, if it doesn't get delivered, it comes back to you and undeliverable. He says, No, I never got your email. What's well, crazy, that's man. why you
0: that's why you can't send emails because there's no way to be sure. Like if you send a Facebook message, are you friends with him on oh, Facebook? Oh no, he blocked me now from Facebook, by the way. Okay, so there's three things, three possibilities I think that are going on. I think one, he's dead. Where I that's where I imagine all my ex-boyfriends, they all have herpes and they're all on an island somewhere. One, he's Mm -hmm. dead, which I don't think is true. Two, I think he's I think he's like super in love with you and has so much trauma around intimacy from his childhood that do you know about like attachment theory? Yeah. Like he's anxiously attached or uh or what's the other one? Uh not anxious, but avoidant. So it's like any kind of real intimacy, like needing to actually be there for you, for your hip. He just couldn't do it. He's actually so blocked in his own bullshit that he can't be there for you, and it's actually really sad because he wants it. So how? I mean, Lillian, how could you be with this dude for seventeen years if he didn't say I love you, or if he had to be high to touch again, you? Jesse, 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 I'm a Virgo. Doesn't like change. So it was like, kind of like, this is the deal.
1: You got it. You got it. Yeah. This is it. You know. Um,
0: and I'm sorry. I don't mean to be judgmental, judgmental because I know, it, it, I but I just want so much more for you. You deserve so much more than the schmuck. I mean, truly. What a waste.
1: Well, I, I think I do too. And I, I hear my friends, my, um, guy friends that, that are my age, you know older and um, they get but then they
0: complain to
1: you know Jesse there's no perfect person out there I wish I could tell you there
0: was if you could be quarantined with somebody alive dead doesn't matter who would you be quarantined with right now oh my
1: I'm alive or dead who I would be quarantined with my husband I would like him he was seven years older than me, eight years older than me. I would like to be able to share what's happening in the world today with him.
0: What do you think what do you think he would think? And the conversations we could have. I miss conversations. What do you think you guys what do you think he would think about this? It would kill him. (laughs) (laughs) He
1: couldn't handle it. (laughs) He couldn't handle it.
0: Why why is that? (laughs)
1: I don't know. He, he was a different personality than me. Um, I guess I was the alpha, and he wasn't. But um, he was. Um, Lillian was in control, I think. But I think that's what I miss when I'm um, in, in the house. I'm "Oh, Jake, I wish you were here to to listen to this." Or "Jeff, or Jeff uh I uh, would you be voting for Trump like I did?" Oh, my kids hate him for Trump. Uh, but anyway. Um, um, and share and to share with him because we shared and it, you know, it was a good relationship we shared. But, um, and I think that, um, is probably the person I would want to be quarantined with at this point.
0: Does, does this make you change your, or how do you feel about president Trump right now? Well, are you going to hang up on me? When no, I no, not at him? no judgment, you- no judgment zone, Lillian. Oh,
1: okay. Um, No, I voted for him, but I vote for him again, absolutely. Uh, Who am I gonna vote for, Biden? who doesn't know which one is up. Um, No, and my family hates me for it and I just have to turn them off when they start saying things, you know, try to convince me otherwise, Um, just leave me alone. I'm I'm doing what I do and this is what I do. Um, I think Trump has done a good job so far. Um, Is he egotistical? Is he everything they say? Yeah, he is. Um, but that doesn't bother me as long as he's keeping us safe and no one's shooting at us in a war over here or something. I, I think he's doing his job. I wouldn't want to be president. I wouldn't want to have to develop what he's doing.
0: So so I'm I, I just feel I feel jealous of you because he makes me feel so unsafe. I feel so, I feel like the floor is coming out underneath me every day with him going on Twitter. I I feel so unsafe with him. So, what about you? What about him makes you feel safe?
1: He makes me feel safe. I don't feel unsafe at all.
0: And, but, but what, but what exactly? I'm just jealous, quite frankly. What, what about him makes you feel safe? Um,
1: I just think that he's, He's doing the. Uh, I think he's doing the right thing. Do I think he lies about stuff? Yeah. Do I think um, would I like him as a friend? Probably not, because it's all about him. Um, but I think I just feel safe. I think he's looking out for the best to the country. I really do. And did I like Obama? Absolutely not. He put me out of business. He made me sell my business.
0: Um, but no, why? Because why? Um, you had to pay so much taxes? No, I mean, the economy just tanked. Yeah, but Li- but Lillian, tanked. you know that's because he inherited Bush's economy, right? Everybody's like done the best they can. I think Trump is doing the best he can. Spoke, spoken um, like a true Virgo. Yeah, I am a Virgo. I-, I told you I don't want to change. Okay, there it is. So you'd be you. So maybe just a maybe a schmuck in the White House is just business as usual, I guess. Yeah, um, and maybe I'm just used to, used to schmucks. <laughs> maybe I'm just a, a schmuck attractor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain your affinity for Trump for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just I attract schmucks. What can I tell you? Let me ask you something, Jesse.
0: Since my hand
1: reaches for the phone several times a day, I'm going to call this idiot. Um, would you call a guy after if you broke up with him and said it's been a nice ride and, and, and the guy hasn't contacted you to see how you're feeling, knowing that you did have a broken hip but that you're okay now, and knowing that you were with him all this time and you have a lot of funny things to talk about or whatever? Would Dude, you call a guy?
0: Ugh it's such a hard question. Like I, I want an answer. I want like of
1: course my granddaughter who's what thirty how old is that thirty six, seven? She was, she says, absolutely not. My daughter says, don't you dare. Um, they you know what? Here's the anyway. thing.
0: Here's the thing. It, what we call it, you have been ghosted on a very, on a very, on the highest level because you dated for 17 years. Now, I have been ghosted before, but it's somebody that maybe I hooked up with for a night or something like that. Now, I have done both things. So... If I'm going to give you my honest answer, especially if it was like right now stuck at home... Right. I would call the asshole because I would just want to give him a piece of my mind. I mean, you're never going to get closure from somebody like this. See, that's what I want. I think I want that closure, Jess. And you I deserve, want- Lillian, you deserve that closure, honestly. Like, I think for your own peace of mind. Because fuck it. I mean, who cares? You're You're not going to be with him, no matter what, ever. But won't right. it make you feel better? Even if you're shouting into the abyss at someone that's not listening to you. I feel like for me, it would be healing to be like, this is not how you treat a person. I cannot believe we dated for 17 years and you're not even calling to ask me how I am. What the fuck, dude? This is not how we treat each other, especially in this time that has been all about healing and coming together. Like, what the fuck? So I personally, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. If it was me, I would absolutely say something because it would make me feel better. And you don't See, need, two people, like to, you don't need two people to have... You're being
1: honest with me, and you're not a relative, and it makes no difference one way or the other what she decides to do, right? But this, I want a juror from a person that doesn't know me personally and doesn't know him, never been around him, um, to give me what they would do. And that's what you're being honest with me. Yes, you would. And I think, Jesse, that some of my depression that I've had these weeks that we've gone through this has been because of him because I don't have the closure maybe it's do I want the last word not really I I just want to close the book and not open it again
0: I, I, I think you have to listen to yourself and I think your granddaughter or whatever that's not you and I think people I think people project like don't call him back and be the bigger person and fuck that guy but you're not taking into account your own humanity
1: right right
0: Absolutely. So or I it, wouldn't do that, Lillian. Don't do that.
1: You know, and, and a friend of mine should, I said, you know, should I call him? Oh, I wouldn't call that idiot. You know, um, well,
0: are they married? It's like my, my, the no, worst, no, no
1: the, nobody's married. The Everybody's, worst I get, on.
0: the worst advice I get from people who they're people who are married or in relationships is like, you don't fucking know what it's like to be single. You don't know what it's right. like to be ghosted. Like, uh, what I would do is, what I would do is sit down, write him a letter, and, like, really let him have it. This is everything that you want to say. Really let him have it. Get out all those feelings. And then, as you said, pause. And then, now that you have your wits, you're a little bit more grounded. Because you don't want to just spurt venom. Because that's, I don't, I, I don't See, that's
1: think... the knee-jerking part. That's the knee-jerking part. So, get
0: out all See? your feelings. And Burn. then. Now give yourself like a day. Okay. And now I'm not going to take any action for a day. And then when you contact him, I don't know if you're going to call him or email him or what, you'll be in a more grounded place. But I think, I think you got to do it. Well, I think you're right. and I
1: think I'm going to do it. I really do. I think I'm going to do it. I haven't talked to anybody other than family about, I haven't said too much about it lately but I think I, I know some of my reasons for being a little bit down. Um, and I think I want to do it if I um, write a letter that's in writing. And I don't know if I want to put anything in writing. But um, I think picking it. But Jesse, if he's blocked my phone call, that will, then I'll write a letter. Then I'll write the fucker a letter.
0: That sounds like a right. great that sounds great. And then I don't know, this might be weird. I'm just thinking out loud. Would it be weird to send him like a video? Yeah, that's weird.
1: That's yeah, because my hair is in fix.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great plan, but I think you need to do the first draft first where you just get out all the venom. Yeah. Write yeah, the letter write you're not gonna... I want,
1: write what I wanted to say and kind of have a script more or less. Of what I want to talk about so I don't ramble off on something, you know. And I don't want to hit the daughter thing. I don't want to say because of your daughter. No, 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 no. No, 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 leave the daughter out of it.
0: This is about you, Lillian. This is about you. Like That's right. Like, okay, this is like the most helpful thing I can tell you. Because when I've had, like, situations with boys or have been hurt or heartbroken, even if they've cheated on me or fucked me over – it's always about me. Like I keep it about me because if you're if you're making it all about him, oh, you're a fucker, you fucked me over, he's just gonna completely shut down and not hear you. But right. if you keep it about that to me, the most self-respecty thing you can do is be like, I mean, here's what I would ask you. When he didn't when when he hasn't called you, how has that made you feel? When he didn't reach out to you after your accident, how did that make oh, you terrible. feel?
1: Terrible, terrible, dejected, absolutely. Just why wouldn't she call somebody that you knew had an accident? And with?
0: why did it make you feel dejected? It hurt my feelings. And why did it hurt your feelings? You. I,
1: when I heard he had a heart attack, I was right there saying, can I take you to the hospital?
0: And it hurt your feelings, correct me if I'm wrong, because you care about this person. I mean, even if you I go- cared about,
1: I care about, I don't love you, but I care about you.
0: Okay, I see, like you, but I don't love you. So, okay. But you, but the care is the core of it. And I think that's where you need to come from. It's not about fuck you, fucker, even though, yes, that's true. I think the message that you need to convey to him is that because we cared about each other, 17 years. That's a, that's a good statement, because we cared about each other. Because we cared we'll about each other. That's your yeah. North Star. And I think if you come to him with that attitude, he's going to hear that. And that's your truth, and that's what's beautiful about the truth. You can't fucking yeah. argue with the truth.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes, I'm going to
0: do that. I'm going to call
1: him this afternoon.
0: All right. Well, you please keep me posted. I'm in completely invested now. <laughs> okay. I, I think you deserve. I think you deserve <laughs> that to give that to yourself and to be honest. And I think when you're honest with people that matter to you it's a whole different, deeper level of self-esteem and self-worth. And I think, I think that's already in you and you deserve it, Lillian. All right. Well, it's been. Thank fun. you so Thank much, you. Lillian. This was awesome. I and mean, keep me posted. Okay.
1: I will love. Take care. Okay. I appreciate you very much. You bye, too. Bye.
0: Bye. Okay. Whew. I know what you're all wondering. Did Lillian talk to the schmuck? Did she get closure? So about a week after we recorded this episode, Lillian texted me. She said she messaged him. He called her back, which that's not nothing. They had it. She said they had a nice long chat. And then she said, but he's still a schmuck. So what are you going to do? But at least she got her closure, you know? So I really want to thank Lillian because it's not really about the guy. It's never about the guy. And I really do want to thank Lillian. She was so honest and brave and for sharing her heartache. Girl, we've all been there. And listen, Lillian, you are not alone. I promise you, your Prince Charming is waiting for you at the Democratic National Convention. Okay, so basically, I do want to talk about relationships for a second, because I've been in a relationship for 16 seconds. So I'm an expert now. Hear me out. (laughs) Um. Okay, so I'm 35. I feel like I'm in my first healthy relationship. Why? How did this happen? Obviously, we've talked a lot about dumb luck on this podcast. I I truly believe that. I also, I have done a lot of work on myself. I've gone to the therapy. I've, I've seen all my behaviors. I've stopped dating married men. All of that stuff. But the most important thing that I did was hold out. Okay, I really was at this point in my life where I was like, I really do want love. I want babies. I want the whole thing. But I also might not have it. I might not meet him. And that's hard, but I, I, but that's okay. You know, I have my friends. I have this big, beautiful life, and that's enough. So I'm telling you, it is so fucking hard to hold out. It's so hard. It's terrifying. You just want to call your ex. You just want to settle for the guy that doesn't fuck you good, the guy that you're not emotionally attuned to, the guy that is mean kind of mean to you whatever especially if you're a woman especially if you have a biological clock i know i've heard people say hold out to me before and i fucking hated them so i know if you're listening you hate me right now i get it keeping your heart open to love and being happy on your own it's the hardest thing because you want to go like fine fuck it i don't need a man i'm fine on my own you know you don't want to admit that you this was just my experience like i didn't want to keep my heart open um because it's so fucking hard because we're living in this capitalist system where you're supposed to make your dreams happen. You're responsible for making your whole life happen, right? And I'm here to make the case for patience. Because none of us none of us can go out right now and and get love, literally. So take this time, tend to yourself, cherish your friends, your family, put your energy into that. Swipe if you want to swipe. Swipe if it's fun but also chill, you know, because you have to leave some room for the magic to come into your life. And I I truly believe that. So back by very unpopular demand, we have the last installment of Rabbi Jesse's Corner. So for the for our last episode, I think we should just get into something very simple. What's the meaning of life? So what is the meaning of life? So my favorite Jewy thinker, okay, this man... I know I'm very ashamed and shocked that it's a man, but he is a man, although gender is a construct. Anyway, my favorite Jewish thinker, he's very down to earth. He, he really walks the walk. He's got a crazy Jew fro. Yes, I'm talking about Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel. Okay. He is OG Spirituality, no bullshit. He's a rab- rabbi, Polish American, mystic. He was really big in the civil rights. He he marched with Dr. King. He was very anti-war. He's very famous for saying, "When you pray, you have to move your feet," aka get off your ass. Get off. <sighs> Can I just like make it through one episode with with saying words properly? Aka get off your ass. So, the meaning of life according to Heschel, he says, our goal should be to live life in radical amazement. Get up in the morning, look in the world, look at the world in a way that takes nothing for granted. Everything is phenomenal. Everything is incredible. Never treat life casually. To be spiritual is to be amazed. I mean, in these dark times, to me, it's become even clearer how amazing and fragile and precious life is. It's so crazy, that contrast of the darkness and the doom, and also this real feeling of how fucking lucky I am to be here, to experience it, and how sometimes we need that darkness. Obviously, we didn't know what he needed, Corona, but we need the darkness to see the light. And I feel like as a Jew in my bones, in my blood, in my DNA is I'm just, I just feel like that's so ingrained to use the darkness to find the light. I mean, that's kind of the whole deal. That's what makes us, us. And it can be really overwhelming to live this way, but, and it can be exhausting to be in touch with reality and the horrors of life, but it's never boring. And no matter how bad it gets, I'm always so excited to see what's going to happen next. So I've officially run out of deep shit to say. So our, our time has come to an end. I'm sorry, mom and dad. I guess I'm going to have to start calling you again. So how do we wrap this up? You know, this podcast, I started out, it started out, I wanted to just help people call their grandparents. I wanted to alleviate the the loneliness of the elders out there that were going through this isolation alone, this quarantine alone. And what happened, Right. They winded up helping me, teaching me. I learned so much from these people to slow down, get out of myself, face my fears, be vulnerable, and keep my heart open at all costs. Also, ageism. Dude, I was so ageist. Like old people are people, you know? Like your sweet grandma, she likes to bang. And I just feel like I've been scratching the surface with all the older people in my life that I know. You know, every they've got such amazing stories and I really want to hear them all. There's such a humility and a sense of humor with these people. And I just feel like there's this greater sense of like, I can't believe I get to be here. And that's something I really want to cultivate in my daily life. Older people are the shit. You guys should call them, especially if you're not related to them. I mean, this podcast started out as just me asking my friends on Instagram if I could call their grandparents. And now I'm like, fuck it. Your grandma is so much cooler than you. So I feel very scared right now. I feel anxious. You know, I'm a writer. I really just want to know how the story is going to end. How is the corona story going to end? But we never get that. All we really have right now is the moment a deep breath and the telephone. So thank you so much for being with me. It's truly been an honor. Bye, I guess. <laughs> Later. okay, hang up now. Cloing is hosted and produced by me, Jesse Conweiler. You can find me on Instagram at Jesse underscore Conweiler or email me at Jesse at com. Closening is a production of Reboot Studios. The show's executive producers are David Katznelson and Noam Dromi. Audio engineering by Jonathan London. To learn more about Reboot, you can visit www.rebooters.net.